first make clear your intentions. Be clear about what you are doing and why you are doing it. And let that alone summon the energy you need, summon the emotion you need. Let that alone oh, place the body in the proper conducive posture. So as you are thinking about recalling what you are doing, why you are doing it, and you start to feel the emotions connected to it, start to feel some sort of energy being awakened within your being, in your body, in your mind. Let that energy stay with the body. Infusing the body with your determination. And through that, let the natural intelligence of the body be awakened. And let the body itself guide you as to how best to position the body so that you can achieve the objective of your intentions. the doer, the need to do something, the need to make the body be this way or that way, let the doer find rest. And begin to experience the very first levels of meditation, that very, that somewhat pleasant palpable experience coming from the body adjusting making a adjustments arranging itself so that the state of meditation can be experienced so begin to experience that pleasant sensation as you listen to your body's guidance Arranging the legs this way, that way. Arranging the hands this way, that way. Making sure your body is stable, comfortable, and that you're not straining in any part of the body. You're not consciously holding any part of the body in place. And as you are allowing this to take place, be aware of the pleasant sensation arising from the body itself. And the more you allow that pleasant sensation to be perceived, to be experienced, the deeper it becomes, the more enhanced it becomes. 
and clearer further instructions, advice coming from the body, advising you to release the tension here and there by moving your energy like this, like that, moving your body like this, like that. And be aware of how the pleasant physical sensation is being further enhanced as you make the adjustments here and there. So in the beginning you can allow the attention to be some appear to be scattered. Adjust the knee here there and jump to the shoulder, jump back to the hip. So it doesn't really matter. So let the doer do this rest. No need to make anything happen. And begin to slowly direct attention. <coughs> so bring your attention to the legs and just pay attention to the pleasant experience, the pleasant sensation in the legs. And be open to the advice coming from the body itself, making further physical adjustments making energetic adjustments, even making adjustments in terms of attitude and emotion, and perceiving how each adjustment enhances the sense of ease, the sense of stability in the body. Once you reach some degree of satisfaction with the legs, move your attention now to the arms, allowing the arms from the tip of the fingers to the elbows, to the shoulders, to find its own natural tranquility, making adjustments here and there as you are guided by the natural intelligence of the body, continuing to experience how the sense of ease is enhanced further with each adjustment, the sense of stability is enhanced with each adjustment. And once you experience that degree of satisfaction with the arms, then move your attention to the torso. Make adjustments in the torso, the back. Listening to the body. Experiencing the enhancements as you make the physical, emotional, and energetic adjustments.
I want to feel some sense of satisfaction as far as the stability and comfort of the torso is concerned. Then you gently move your attention to the head and neck. Staying aware of the sense of ease, whatever degree you are experiencing it. Allowing the natural intelligence of the body to guide you. Arrange the head and neck this way, that way, either physically or energetically. After you've reached somewhat a degree of being satisfied with how the head and neck is positioned, then you move your attention to the mouth, teeth, tongue, keeping the attitude of allowing, still holding on to your aspirations. experiencing and perceiving the sense of ease, either being stabilized or enhanced. attention to the eyes, In whatever way you are able to directly, palpably perceive a sense of stability, in whatever degree, whenever you are aware of that, try to stay in it without fighting, without grasping, without rejecting. Staying aware of that degree of stability, ease, gently bring your attention to your breath. Come to know the breath. 
as you breathe in, do not anticipate the exhalation. As you breathe out, do not anticipate the inhalation. Stay with what's going on. As you breathe in, know that you are breathing in. As you breathe out, then you know that you are breathing out. Allow your consciousness to take in the subtle perception of the breath. Allow the breath to connect with the tranquility you experienced earlier with the body. the breath guide you to those places that need your attention, those pockets of discomfort, pockets of tension here and there. And when your attention is drawn to those places, simply recalling the sense of ease, simply recalling the experience of tranquility, that will infuse that those spaces, those pockets, with palpable tranquility, palpable sense of ease, and allow yourself to directly perceive this. palpably experiencing the sense of ease in connection with the breath as well as the body. Perhaps now you're starting to experience that sense of tranquility in connection purely with the mind. So while you are in that sense of tranquility, add the intention to keep the flow of your awareness on the breath unbroken while you follow the breath for 11 cycles.
stay palpably with the tranquility while experiencing the mental aspect of the tranquility while remaining in that tranquility bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows Feel the presence of your infallible guide. The storehouse of all that you need to know to achieve your aim. All that you need to do to achieve your aim. sense of reverence, of gratitude, in your own mind express your reverence and your gratitude and take refuge. Relying on your faith and conviction in the goal you seek. Relying on your infallible guide's presence. Adding to it your compassion and your love for others. Strengthen your determination. that you may be rid of the habits that continues to obstruct you, that continues to engage you and entice you. And make an equal determination not only to avoid those actions that are actually obstructing you, but to take on those actions that will actually help you, that you so far avoid or engage in very weakly. Let the power of your devotion, power of your love and compassion strengthen those determinations. 
allow the strength of that determination to actually enhance the sense of ease, the sense of tranquility. Gently bring your attention to your breath, feeling the physical properties of the breath, being aware of the warmth, the coolness as you breathe in and breathe out, the weight of the breath, and the consciousness that is awakened when you direct your attention to those properties of the breath, direct that same consciousness to the physical properties of the body. your legs if you need you need to want to <coughs> happy uh, sakadawa everybody Today, according to the Tibetan uh, calendar, is the 15th day of the fourth lunar month. And that's the day that, uh, in the Tibetan calendar, that we celebrate the birth, the enlightenment, and the parinirvana of the Buddha. Okay, so it's, it's uh, for Buddhists, at least for Tibetan Buddhists, it's a very big, very big holiday, very big uh, sacred day. Uh, the Theravadins do that according to the solar calendar, so it always falls in the month of May for the Theravadins, and that's what they call Vesak, 
Okay. All right. So, since today is supposed to be a holy day, at least for Tibetans, uh, usually on days like this, uh, they celebrate it by doing fasting or by doing devotional prayers. We, uh, especially since it's the birth of the Buddha Shakyamuni, uh, so we spend time with doing pujas, remembering the compassion and uh, the the legacy of uh, Buddha Shakyamuni. Okay. And we are going to tr we can incorporate that in the meditation that we are going to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is. Fortunate and unfortunate that we are seemingly living in an age where everything seems to happen instant, instantly. Information, you, you want something, we have devices that no matter where you are, well, depending on what kind of coverage you have, <laughs> where whatever information you want to know, just ask Mr. the omniscient Google, and then you, you get your answer to the point where you don't need to remember anything anymore. You just, you know, you have the device that will uh, give you the, uh, the information. And whether we are consciously doing it or unconsciously doing it, but we, we tend to depend on this instantaneous uh, sense of uh, gratification. And we expect that from meditation also. Uh, you sit down with a particular technique and we expect to have the, the, uh, the result of the technique to be given to us almost as soon as we begin. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. If you know someone who seemed to have had some uh, instantaneous uh, result from in engaging in meditation for the first time, I have to say it, it seems to be that way. Okay, what you what we are not perceiving is all the work that they put into it before all the years before and now finally they're, re they're receiving the result of all those uh, um, uh, all those what all those input all those uh, work that they've done in into it so the reason for telling you this is when you're doing a meditation and you have a particular uh, meditation uh, style of meditation a particular kind of meditation that you're doing whether you want to or not, this attitude will come in and it will disturb the meditation. And it will disturb the meditation, the, the, the kind of distraction it, it creates is that now your mind is divided. A part of your mind is engaged in the, in, the, in, the, in, in the action or the activity of the meditation and part of your mind is sort of like engaged in sort of like uh, more like uh, waiting to see the result take place. Now, there is supposed to be a part of your mind that's sort of like, uh, sort of like neutral, more of, of a sense of a mindfulness that, that, is, that is present, being aware of whatever is taking place. But it doesn't mean that that mind is uh, filled with uh, holding on to expectations, expecting such and such to happen, expecting such and such to take place. You can have a mind that is aware, oh, there is this happening, or there is that happening, but not with a sense of expectation, oh, I was expecting this, now it's taking place, I was expecting that, I'm still expecting the other thing, I don't see it yet. So that's distraction. 
and instead of actually trying to uh, obtain a particular re the result that the meditation is supposed to give you, you actually you actually delaying yourself from exper experiencing the result. So the the mind holding on to expectation, waiting for a result to take place, is actually keeping the mind from experiencing the result. Okay, so you you should have a sense of of confidence with uh, whatever technique that you're using. So you spend your time in the beginning examining the technique to mainly to get rid of, of, of uh, doubts, mainly to get rid of misunderstanding, so that when you're actually engaged in the meditation technique, there shouldn't be any part of your mind continuing to examine it. Because if you're still examining it, whether to see it's valid, whether to see you should engage in it, then you're not really doing it. Your mind is scattered, you're distracted, you're engaged in the enemy of meditation, which is distraction. And that's what's being nurtured and that's what's being strengthened. Okay. Now, telling you distraction is, a, is an enemy of meditation, then the part of the mind that I ask you to uh, make sure it goes to rest, make sure it, it, it's not active, it, it, it somewhat becomes active because it wants to do something when it, when, when it notices distraction. When you notice distraction, the thing to do is to ignore it. Engaging distraction strengthens distraction, especially when you're a beginner. Only when you've gained the strength of stability in, uh, uh, when you're somewhat stable in, in, in tranquility, do you have enough strength of mind, enough strength to actually engage directly a distraction and be able to do something about it. That's another way of dealing with distraction. Once you are able to deal with distraction directly. But in the beginning, trying to uh, uh, engage distractions head on, you only make the distraction stronger. And you end up defeating your purpose. So if you just remember the whole message of the, of the in praise of Dhammadhatu is that it's already there. It's not something that you're going to create. Dhammadhatu is not something that you're going to create. It's not something that you're going to put together. It's already there. Since it's already there, that means if you're not experiencing it, something, that, something is obscuring it, obscuring you from experiencing it. And what you need to do is to simply allow the Dhammadhatu to manifest, to be, for you to be aware of it. And keeping the, uh, the attitude also of not labeling anything that's happening if it's not, uh, if you're not having an experience that you can say, oh, this is the Dhammadhatu, whatever other experiences that is happening, don't engage it by uh, naming it, by uh, 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 strengthening its appearance of, of, of appearing to exist but rather take the attitude of engaging it more in a sense of still looking for Dhammadhatu. This, uh, this is a play of Dhammadhatu. This is uh, actually taking energy from Dhammadhatu. This is uh, Dhammadhatu appearing in a form, in a, in a particular form. Okay? So take that attitude towards anything that's happening that is not what you can say is an experience of Dhammadhatu. Now, when you are engaged in a meditation technique, whatever that technique may be, just 
keep repeating it, keep going through it over and over and over again, and then allow the mindfulness, the, the mindfulness that is not uh, 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 stained with expecting this and that to happen, allow that mindfulness to, to be aware of every subtle, every little thing that takes place. That, that, that can be uh, be taken in confidently as, oh yeah, this is a sign that I'm getting closer to a deeper meditative, me meditative state. And if you take the attitude, as soon as you are aware of the slightest sense of ease when you begin to meditate, and you, want, and you rest in that sense of ease, you, take, you say to yourself, okay, I, am, I have now reached a, some degree of meditation. What I'm doing now is deepening this. So when you have that attitude, that confidence that you already are in meditation and you're deepening it, then the part of the mind that keeps looking for meditation for some big thing to happen, for you know lightning to you know to 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 strike, for thunder to you know resound, and for all of a sudden for you to be for you to see you know angels all over the place, and and it will remain disappointed until it sees those things. If that if that is active, then you will, not, you will not be able to experience any deep levels of meditation. But rather, once you are aware of, ah, that little tension that was in my knee is gone. And just by being aware of that, and associating that, that means I'm getting deeper, uh, I'm going deeper into meditation. And that will give you the, a sense of, uh, uh, a sense of accomplishment, a sense of satisfaction. And that sense of accomplishment, that sense of satisfaction, will give you joy, and that joy will deepen the meditation. Okay, and your meditation will be well, just by that alone. You will, you are deepening your meditation by being aware of any subtle uh, um, phenomena that is taking place that is connected to meditation. Okay, so in a sense, you are aware that your attention is being trained to be one-pointed towards meditation. It's not scattered because you're not, your mind is still directed toward meditation. It's not holding at the same time the distraction and trying to, do, to juggle the distraction and the meditation at the same time. Okay. Um, so, for now, since it is Sagadawa. Uh, so if you can use uh, this opportunity, sort of ad address Buddha Shakyamuni with, with uh, devotional uh, emotions to ask for, for, for help. And you don't have to necessarily direct your devotion towards Buddha, towards what may, what you may, uh, your mind may consider that, oh, this person over there, that guy that once lived, you know, so many years ago, but rather still sticking with Dhammadhatu, <coughs> your own uh, fountain of infinite potential, your own fountain of, of uh, uh, all those incredible qualities that you are aspiring towards, direct your devotion towards that. And think of those uh, moments, those times when you felt that you were, oh, I, I wish, 
I wish I, I had a, a, uh, an experience of that. I really would have. I really would need it now, especially to deal with this person or deal with this situation. Okay, think of those moments when you felt uh, weak in your uh, in your own uh, spiritual ability, and then ask for strength. And connecting this now with what I said earlier, don't have the expectation to have all of a sudden have strength, spiritual strength being, being given to you, but rather focus on just, I want it, and then, and then asking for it. Just focus on that. You can do it by uh, with, with visualization, sensing the presence of the Dhamma Datu appearing as your, your teacher, as your guide, either in the form of Buddha Shakyamuni, and then addressing your, your, your concern, making, uh, you can call it your prayers if you want, what, uh, uh, relating what, you, what, what you're tr trying to aspire, the obstacles that you, you wish to be free of, and let, make it very realistic. Don't, don't, let, don't let it be abstract problems, okay? Uh, don't let it be abstract uh, uh, aspirations, but let it be aspirations and problems that you are, uh, that you feel uh, organically, that you feel that you can actually touch somewhat. Okay, that's almost like you know a little bit away from the, just a few inches away from your finger that you can actually touch. Okay, let it be that so that the emotion can be real. Uh, and so as you address that to the, the, the sense of the presence, don't spend too much time with that. Then bring it into your heart. And then once you bring it into your heart, allow the space, allow, allow for space for the Dhamma Datu to manifest. Okay. I say allow the space, allow for space for the Dhamma Datu to manifest. That's few, uh, food for that expectation to have something great happen. Just bring your attention to that microsecond of silence that you will experience. And as soon as that silence is gone, then go back again to making your uh, relating, addressing recalling your aspirations, recalling your obstacles that you want to be free of, and then bring that presence again back. So you want to make that microsecond, micro space of silence to, you want it to expand. It's going to be just space of silence. It's not going to be space of, you know, wow, you know, lights and light shows and things like that. Don't have expectations. Just stay within that silence. And if you're able to somehow stabilize that silence, then you don't have to go back to recreating what brought on that silence. So try to stay with just the silence. And as you're staying with the silence, remember the attitude of the Dhamma Datu, that fountain of infinite uh, spiritual qualities is already present within you. Just remember that. Remember that. Don't try to create it. Don't try to force your mind to experience it. Just within that micro space of silence, just remember the Dhamma Datu in whatever way that you can remember it. Okay? 
and then keep doing this keep doing this go through the road of boredom don't allow boredom to drag you in just consider boredom to be oh, just a phase that you have to go through okay and if you feel that this is if the boredom has taken you so far that you've started to feel sleepy don't fight anything don't grasp onto anything don't fight anything don't fight sleeping the tendency to sleep rather use it everything that is happening even seemingly nothing take that to be a manifestation of Dhammadhatu look at Dhammadhatu appearing as nothing look at Dhammadhatu appearing as boredom look at Dhammadhatu appearing as uh, seeming distraction always refer everything back to Dhammadhatu that's your that's your one one pointedness training okay all right I think you have your instruction and this time you have a lot of time <laughs> okay so and here's a trick the reason why your your posture has to be very stable if you happen to fall asleep you will appear to be in deep meditation <laughs> if you don't slump over because, because your posture is so good. <laughs> That's why, uh, was it Milarepa? Because it was Milarepa, right? Yeah, someone asked him, uh, one of his disciples asked him, like, give me the pith instruction of, of how you are able to achieve your, in, in, uh, all your great achievements. <laughs> Milarepa, I mean, it's all in all sincerity to answer his question. Turn around, pull down his pants, and show him his butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> that means he was saying, I sat down. That's how I did it. Okay. <laughs> I sat down and meditated over and over and over. And Mapa was uh, somewhat, uh, there was someone who was challenging Mapa, and Mapa was, Mapa, I think it was Mapa, Mapa said, ah, my, my sitting already surpasses your entire lifetime practice. <laughs> All right, so there's a lot to be said with, with the posture. Hmm? Right, so to try to reconnect with stability and the physical tranquility.
within the tranquility. Let's recite uh, Buddha Shakyamuni's mantra, holding thoughts of gratitude for having turned the wheel of the Dhamma in our age, in our time, so that those who have achieved freedom were able to achieve it, freedom, because he turned the wheel of the Dharma for them. Think especially of those who are struggling with the same difficulties that you are struggling with and make the dedication for them also. Think of your aspirations and think of those who aspire to the same and dedicate, make the dedication for them also. Connect with your breath again, the physical properties of the breath, and catch that consciousness that is awakened 
when you direct your attention to the physical properties of the breath. And as you are aware of the warmth and coolness, the weight of the breath, that same consciousness not directed towards the physical properties of the body, beginning with the crown of your head, including more and more of the body until you are aware of the whole body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. not that late. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Happy Sakadawa. of aspiration sometimes can be blurred but uh, they're very distinct you know aspiring to help others for example is an aspiration it could also become an attachment so you have to be you have to learn uh, you have to train your discrimination to be able to make that distinction when it is attachment when it is just when it is pure aspiration and if you feel that uh, and usually when you feel that uh, uh, it's more of a personal interest in the outcome, then you know it's more, uh, that's more likely attachment. But when you really are not, at, uh, if the outcome comes and you don't feel that uh, you're gonna be personally uh, um, benefited from it and you're okay with it, then it's more, it's more of, more of a aspiration. <laughs> 